0: Yes, we are. You can take your headphones off now. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. I forgot that I don't need the just a prop. I was talking so loud too, because I had my headphones on
1: <laughs> yelling. Hi, Hi. Hello. It's so weird looking at you. We say this every I know. time. Eye contact, awkward Eye contact. Okay, well, we have someone else to introduce. Yes, we do. Yes, a we do. Very
0: important person whose head is already peeking out and who's in the splits currently. Oh. It is, it is Ben. Ben. <laughs> ben. Ben. Ben joined us at the Portland show. You might need He's a pillow. Okay. He's going to pump your little noggin. There you go, Sven. There. Sven we go. joined us at our live shows because we thought <sighs> we need to bring him along the journey and yes. also very provide other people an opportunity to because he haunts so many people Mm -hmm. we thought well people can leave him offerings people can say what they want take pictures with him say thank you good blessings for all the hauntings yeah and then hopefully people will get what they want out of (laughs) Ben and not what they don't want sometimes it's hauntings Sven's a good guy he is we
1: decided to give him a body to uh to take on to be attached to oh we could put stuff in here what do you want to put in his mouth? I don't know. Apple. <laughs>
0: Nothing gross. <laughs> Snacks. Snacks. Little Twizzlers. Oh. Oh. And I, wait, we could do one. pasta,
1: like the linguini. The
0: linguini. <laughs> <gasps> what should we do? Have to do that? Yes. yes. <laughs> we're gonna make that. We're gonna make that video, and we just kiss him on the cheek, and then it like leaves behind a lipstick oh, mark. Oh my! <laughs> we're doing that tonight. <laughs> At our sleep hour,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is basically what we're doing for two weeks. Just yes. a slumber party between the two slumber of us. Party. Hi. Yep. This is two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. I felt weird looking that way, so I whispered I it. I know.
0: I'm like fully turned towards around <laughs> towards you. Should I <laughs> um, be facing the front? That's no. Corinne. Hi. I'm Sabrina. This is Fen. This is Sven. And we're going to bring him on all of our future live shows mm-hmm. now because. Yeah. He's just a part of it. And it's a permanent fixture. So if you ever attend a future Two Girls, One Ghost show and you feel like bringing any props or any items or well wishes or sprinkling cinnamon on our boy for good luck, please do it. He's got a nice embrace. Let me tell you. He does. Thank you for the hug, Sven. You're a little exposed down here, Sven. I'm going to cover your pelvic region. Protect you. you. (sighs) From all the creeps on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll check not safe for children just because Sven is exposed <laughs> <laughs> the toy skeleton a plastic skeleton <laughs> Halloween he actually came in the mail with a pirate patch eye patch and like a head thing so I was like oh, when we go to like St. Augustine that's exactly what I was thinking I was like if we ever get to go to St. Augustine for we're a show Sven. We're freaking I can't Sven. wait
1: for when we have to fly with Sven and
0: I never thought of that. Oh my God. Well, that will be fun. That will be they've, an experience. They've seen some shit. I'm That's sure true. they've seen more.
1: I was right? um, flying. I, I might even have been flying out here last time. And there was a girl in front of me and her bag got pulled over and they were opening all the things. And she goes, I just need you to know I'm going to a bachelorette party. <laughs> and it's just
0: like, a bag full of dildos, <laughs> like <laughs> sexy underwear. <laughs> this makes me wonder what people like that who've never been to a bachelorette party wonder what those items are used for yeah. at the bachelorette party. It's usually just to pass around and scream, like excitedly and giggly. Ah, 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 <laughs> you pass it, you throw it to your friend. <laughs> Don't touch it. Someone chucks it in the middle, another person grabs it and is like, I'll keep this. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is an encounters episode. Yeah. I
1: found an email that came into our inbox and I want to read it because you and I talked about doing something and bringing something to our live shows and decided not to bring it with us. Mm-hmm. And it is in your apartment right now. It Oh, shit. Okay. Miss Raggedy Ann. Correct. So... This is from our listener Daniela, and it's called. I thought you. Were That's smelling. what it's called. <laughs> I you were yourself. About
0: <sighs> the <was a> hit. <laughs> My turn. <gasps> My nostrils have never been sucked in so hard in my life. Did you see those things? Yes. <laughs> they flew together. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious business. <laughs> half, a,
1: well, half, oh, half method? Half method. Half method. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Half manner. Half method. Half Half method. Mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. 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 Hoffman. Oh, Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't record together. <laughs> I don't even know what you were trying to say in the beginning.
1: Hoff method,
0: like the breathing. Oh, I've never even heard
1: of that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. The, uh, Daniela's email. hmm <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> see we did get we did get something out of the sniff oh i'm sweating okay do you
0: want to take your session off
1: no no i don't not
0: yet (laughs) is there a grand reveal halfway through not yet not yet usually we get right into the stories in these ones but now i'm just crying now You know
1: what I feel like we should do when we're together is... I know this is like so old, but the the tortilla smack challenge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With the water in the face. I'm going to cry if you hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. I won't hurt you. Okay. But this is called Corinne, doll (laughs) that has your name stitched on stomach. Hey, ghouls. My name is Daniela. First and foremost, I have to gush. You girls are seriously...
0: We were finally getting started. How rude. Speaker is going off. We didn't even say any names. I don't think so. I don't know. Ben? Ben? (laughs) What if halfway through the video, he's just like... (laughs) I don't want to break him. Yeah.
1: Okay. I have to gush. You girls are seriously the best and I hope to one day meet you. I'm so glad that your live shows are back. Hopefully you can come to Orlando, Florida. But seriously, I feel like y'all are my best school friends. I love the banter and the weirdness of it all. I've listened from the beginning. Underwater days. Oh, because it sounded like we were underwater. Oh, oh, it did. I was like, what? Underwater. It was just horrible. It did. Yeah, bad mics. Um, Bad quality. But
0: people still stuck around. That was like a good 30-some episodes of bad quality.
1: Sadly, I'm caught up and anxiously awaiting each new episode. I love listening back from the beginning when I have to wait for new episodes. So today I was listening to episode 14... Bad toy story while driving home from work and it hit me when Corinne said that she had a Raggedy Ann doll with her name stitched into the stomach. What if that's why you have so many gut health issues? I've heard that if someone wants to stitch a name onto a doll, that it shouldn't be placed onto the doll itself, but maybe on clothing since the dolls can be conduits for other entities. Maybe it has an effect on the person that is getting the doll, like a bad omen of sorts
0: my god who knows but it was just a thought it's literally stitched it says i'm pretty sure it says like i love you corinne like stitched into the stomach and it was done by so my raggedy hand doll was created it was like made by one of my dad's i think it was like an old client or an old employee that worked with him Interesting. Coworker hand stitched oh yeah I think so. I think the whole thing was she she made dolls and she made it oh. special for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's an interesting theory. When did you get that? How old were you? Oh, I've had it since I have memory. <laughs> so last year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think I was like, I must've been like five, four or five. Okay. Did you have stomach issues from a young age? No, I didn't. I didn't have stomach issues until I moved to California. Okay. Well, So I think it was probably like a pesticide thing or air pollutant thing mm. or I don't know. It's also weird because it was like, I don't want to get too into this because it's supposed to be an encounter episode, <laughs> but I went to a, a fancy restaurant the other day that was all like, oh, it's farm to table and it's so expensive because it's like these shaved Brussels sprouts are from the farm down the road yeah, whatever. It's like this big thing. And I realized that growing up in Vermont, that was every restaurant. Yeah. Like that's super normal. You're just eating off the land. Yeah. You don't outsource yeah, much. It just, like it's all super, Vermont super is local. kind of
1: like a mystical place.
0: Yeah. Like everything. Pizza yeah. places. Like literally you're not going to... Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Just literally everything. Like you get a bag from the store. Someone probably made that yeah. leather good. Like everything is really at least I know things have changed and there's more like yeah. box stores now that have come in. But for the most part, I think I was just eating so healthy, even when I was eating unhealthy. Right. That Whereas it's not that way. Moving out of Vermont yep. messed me up because I was also yeah. sick. Like I had pneumonia for like two and a half years. Yeah. So it wasn't the doll. Let's not blame Raggedy Ann. I don't think it was Raggedy Ann. I think it was leaving the Vermont air and lifestyle. And I was just a delicate little flower. My body couldn't take it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't adaptable. Okay, can you hold this now? Because I do need to take my sweatshirt off. Oh, okay. Yes. Strip baby, strip, take it off. The grand reveal. My (laughs) LMU t-shirt tank top. LMU. (laughs) LMU. Okay, so I think it was episode 217. I read a story from Amanda about like past lives or near death experience type of Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, and I said there was a second part to the story, and so I'm gonna read it now. It is called Dream Premonition. Story number two called Dream Premonition. This is a bit of a two-part story. So I met this girl through a new job that started May of 2020. Let's call her Jessica for this story. In 2021, around maybe November, I had this dream. It was of Jessica standing in this beautiful white living room with ceiling to floor windows on one side of the room and a beautiful gray stone fireplace behind her. I saw her standing in the middle of this room, cradling her very pregnant belly in this beautiful off-the-shoulder flowy floor-length dress. And there was a beautiful Christmas tree in the corner of this room. Behind her on another wall was a calendar dated January, 2022 outside through the ceiling to floor windows. It was autumn leaves on the ground, beautiful Brown and orange trees. End of dream. Now here is the reality behind this dream. Jessica and her boyfriend have been together for around seven years. Now the last two years, they've been talking about wanting a baby. And in 2021, they actually started trying early December, 21. She thought she was pregnant and took multiple tests and they came back positive, They were thrilled. Her and her boyfriend even told their parents on Christmas day and some other family members in the weeks to follow. She had conceived in October, but didn't find out until December based on how far along she was. Then, unfortunately, she suffered from a miscarriage in January of 2022. The dream finally made sense. My dream predicted it in a way I didn't quite understand until it played out in real life. And it gave me chills when I came to the realization For the second part of the story, Jessica is the person who really kickstarted me into spirituality. Her entire family comes from the beliefs. They have an absolutely insane collection of crystals and beautiful pieces. And leading up to the time of the miscarriage, Jessica had a very strained and toxic relationship with someone we both worked with, whom Jessica has known since they were literally born. Like their moms were friends at one point, but the relationship also became toxic and needed to end. So, for the sake of this story, I think I said steak. You did. The steak of the story. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't even need well, to. we are steaks. getting into the meat of it. We. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I did that intentionally. I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> the vegetarians got jokes.
1: <laughs> oh, God! Yeah, the, the steak of the story. <laughs> Let's call this girl Sam. During the short pregnancy in 2021, before she miscarried, Jessica was so anxious about doing something wrong and hurting the baby to cause a miscarriage. She felt like something wasn't right towards the end. One evening after Jessica lost the baby, we were talking via text and we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe someone placed an evil eye on her or the baby. Basically someone that knew she was pregnant was massively jealous of her or was very unhappy with her having a joy-like pregnancy happening. The negative energy was so strong, it was sent to her So I did a pendulum reading. Prior to this, I had never received such clear, direct, and strong answers from a pendulum. Both Jessica and I had a guess of who it was that sent the evil eye. We thought Sam. As the months prior, she was super rude, sarcastic, and snappy whenever Jessica spoke at work. I sat down on my bed, grabbed some crystals, and just got my energy focused, direct, and strengthened on wanting specific and clear answers. And then I began. First, I asked if her miscarriage was caused by negative energy. Yes. Did someone send negative energy to her? Yes. Is that person someone Jessica knows? Yes. Is it who she thinks it is? Yes. At this point, I'm texting Jessica my questions and the answers I'm getting in between my asking them. Jessica tells me she was currently FaceTiming her mom who was with her grandma and they were also discussing it. Her grandma doesn't actually know Sam specifically. And before anyone suggested her sending the evil eye, she said, oh, what about so-and-so's daughter that Jessica works with? Insinuating Sam was the person who sent the evil eye to Jessica. I then asked the pendulum, was it Sam who sent this evil eye or negative energy to Jess causing the miscarriage? Yes. A strong yes. Why? As the pendulum is swinging yes so strongly, my left knee starts to throb and hurt. This part sent me into full blown chills and tears because of how much energy I was feeling at that very moment. Sam had been struggling with an injury to her left knee. I then asked if the pain I was feeling in my knee was confirmation. Yes. Strong. Yes. Mm. My knee started to throb even more after I asked for clarification the second time. I asked a few more questions and 100% confirmed it was Sam and got what we needed. Jessica ended up getting an evil eye removal done sometime after that night. This person that did the evil eye removal had no ties to Jessica, to Sam, or any of their families. But when the lady was done, she said that whoever sent the evil eye was a female with short blonde hair with a huge amount of jealousy. Sam has short blonde hair and has always been jealous of Jessica throughout the years of them growing up. Fast forward to December, 2023, and Jessica and her boyfriend welcomed their beautiful baby boy, the rainbow after the storm of chaos. The last thing that kept the dream in my mind up until the birth of her baby boy is because Jessica had maternity photos done this last fall and the dress she wore in the photos was the exact same dress from my dream.
0: Oh, I just got chills.
1: Her oh my baby boy was born December 23rd, 2023, two days before Christmas. There was a Christmas tree in my dream. And January was the first time I was able to see her after she gave birth. And the first time I met baby boy. Oh,
0: I just keep like the shivers are just going through me. And that is from Amanda. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad that this has a happy ending yeah. <laughs> because that's horrible. I mean, child loss is always horrific and so many people experience miscarriages. And yeah. I think it's just a horrible thing for people and the human body to go through. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so evil to like wish something like that. Oh, it's awful on someone else. I don't understand. I mean, that's the thing with
1: curses just in general. And we just did a whole show about it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's so sad that someone is in such a place that they are willing to take it out on others and make their lives just as miserable,
0: if not worse. It also makes me wonder, because we've read so many stories recently where was this an intentional curse or was this someone who had so much animosity and so Mm -hmm. much resentment built up towards someone that they couldn't control their own dark thoughts towards them and it manifested into an energy that did stick on to them. Like maybe Sam has no idea that Sam created this curse. That is such a good point because we read a story
1: recently about that. But that makes me sad then. It's like, for Sam too, it makes me sad because yeah. that means she's so consumed with that much jealousy, anger, animosity, whatever it may be, towards
0: this girl that it's consuming her. Yeah, and it's the energy no is like pouring out of her actions and like emotions should be able to affect someone else that way. You know, like that's what's frustrating. Yeah, it's like these emotions like are embedded in these cells, these atoms, these this energy yeah. that goes and moves in a and touches others. I was talking to,
1: I told you this briefly, but my Uber driver who drove me to the airport so I can get here very quickly like I just did. Um, <laughs> no, but when I flew out here, <laughs> he was... Two seconds from LA. If that were the case, we'd be time <laughs> together, together all the time. Yeah, I wish. Um, he was, he's Hindu, like that's his religion, he practices. And he was saying that there in their religion, they believe that whatever you're thinking about or spending your time focusing on right before you die is what indicates what happens in the afterlife Mm -hmm. or moving on. So that's why so many of the Hindu monks are muttering and um, meditating, saying their God's name over and over, because if you die saying that name, you'll then transcend this life and you won't be reincarnated again. But if you're thinking about something negative or evil, You'll probably be reincarnated in some way that either has makes you deal with that life lesson yeah, or in some way associated with what you're thinking.
0: That's interesting. It makes me wonder if that's why there's so many deathbed confessions too. Oh, interesting. If like there's something in us that knows. Gotta Gotta let it go. Innately. Yeah. that if you die with it, you carry it with you. Yeah. Forever.
1: I mean, regardless, don't you carry those things with you forever? Because
0: I guess, but it's soul-wise or in the Hindu beliefs because they believe in reincarnation Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and incarnating so many times until you reach this like sort of higher self. So I'm curious if, yeah, I mean, I guess you always carry it with you, but does it, do you have to live another life to learn that lesson or are you able to just in the nick of time, Mm -hmm. move on, come in and say, I'm fine. I learned. I guess we'll never know. We're not meant to know. Well, we will know one
1: day when we're dead, but right, but humankind is not meant to know.
0: <laughs> we don't know now. Our souls and not energy yet. will know eventually. Unless we level up. I hope if we level up, we level up when we're here so we get to experience it. I mean, we did just speak sims. So this is <laughs> you a little simlish. want to read from this? Yeah, I will. Okay. This one's called, <laughs> this one's called The Mimic <laughs> and the Pirate's Silver. That's you, buddy. I feel like you're also holding on to him for support. (laughs) I need morals for hold my hand. Okay. This is scary, guys. (laughs) I just started listening to your podcast only about four years late. LOL. In fact, it's the first podcast I've ever listened to. I never thought podcasts would be something that I could get into, but I'm fully obsessed. I felt the same way when we first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before we started podcast before. Yeah. But then we found a couple that we were like, we're into that. And then it inspired us to start our own. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. When we started this, we both collectively only listened to two podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're obsessed with all of them. (laughs) With all of them. Consume them.
1: Consume.
0: Consume. Consume. consume, consume. Where am I? Okay. (laughs)
1: I'm you're on your couch. Sentence. You're <laughs> on your couch in Boston.
0: Um, you're sitting next to Ben. I got to Christina. Yeah, like, this I'm is here. real. I'm <laughs> here, grounded on the floor. <laughs> but how many times have I said, "Where am I today"? <laughs> I think I've said it quite a bit too, because I woke up with a melatonin haze. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I was going to wait to email you while I was catching up on episodes, but after a more recent brush with the potentially paranormal, I couldn't resist. I grew up in New England, that's where we are, (laughs) and I'm all too familiar with its spooky history. The first story I have to share centers around the house that I grew up in, which wasn't built until the 80s, but was built on what used to be farmland for the house next door during the Civil War. I feel like that is just the East Coast MO. Yeah. It's just old farmland. Soldiers and Soldiers. Everywhere. Although we moved in when I was in preschool, the occurrences there came full on during my sisters and my teenage years. During this time, our dad had to move far away from work when I was 14. And my sister welcomed her first child four years later, when I was 18, and she was 20. Sometimes I wonder if these big life changes skewed our perspectives, but I know they can also make you more open to uninvited guests from the spirit world. Yes. That's, that's why the people say people whenever really there's a life, people say, they say, yeah. the universe says that you're supposed to do some sort of like ritual or cleansing yeah. or protection every time a big life change yeah. occurs. Like yeah. if you get a pet or if a pet dies, if yep. you get a new job, or if you lose your job, or if you change your job. Mm.
1: I also feel like during puberty, a lot of people like go through that shift. Mm. Either... You know, because they say like young kids, they have the ability to see and then it kind so of switches off.
0: Melanie and yeah,
1: their sister didn't. But I also think with puberty, like the energy, your, ener- your body energy, your chem- the chemicals in your body are truly
0: changing. Yeah. Your brain is opening up, yeah. sending new chemicals. and Developing new powers. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> <Oops. laughs>
1: those are powerful. They are. Embrace those. <laughs> I don't know how. Don't have any. (laughs) Why
0: did I? Why did I? Talk Talk now if I'll hold your (laughs) peace. Oh, man. Shortly after my dad's move, I began messaging him and I believed there was spiritual activity in the house. My main suspicions were of the presence of a woman and a young girl. At the time, there was no evidence to prompt my suspicions, just a feeling. Yet he still believed me. He admitted that he had seen the spirit of an old man in our basement. Oh, The spirit was neither malicious nor benevolent. Just kind of there. My friends, also, oh, I feel so awkward when I'm like, making, like I know, I, kind of I know. I did that too. And I was like, <laughs> nervous, <sighs> shifty, <laughs> You're making me nervous. <laughs> just look at Sven. You're getting funny. <laughs> Pretend I'm not here. <laughs> My friends thought it would be fun to do a Ouija board in the basement after that. But before Fun. we even gotten anywhere, there was an aggressive banging coming from inside of the walls. It could have been the pipes, I guess, but I immediately put it to a stop. Yep. No. Nope. nope. Things got even crazier from there. One night I was doing laundry just off the kitchen with all of the lights off, except for one directly over the washer and dryer. So my reflection was illuminated in the window across the room, but you couldn't see outside. I don't like where this is going. I know. Why would you do this? To begin with, so scary. Why did you do laundry to begin with in the dark, <laughs> without shade, <laughs> without shade, <laughs> without cover from anything in the world? Take cover. I you need like a beekeeper's outfit, just like cut you a, put on, on, your on your blinders. blinders. Yeah, yeah, a Horse. <laughs> yeah. That'd probably be maybe I cheaper than a beekeeper. Of... <laughs> 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 what about just the hat? Just doing laundry in the dark. Beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> Is that not how everyone knows their I wonder? I looked up at one point and as clear as looking in the mirror, I saw a little girl sitting next to me in the window. I jerked yep. behind me, terrified, but she wasn't there. Yep, Nope. nope. And no nope. longer was her reflection. <laughs> what was most eerie about it was that she looked like she was dressed like I was when I was a flower girl at my aunt's wedding at the age of seven. Maybe it is her. Maybe it is her. Maybe she was like... Dreaming and Ashel projected into the future and had these weird dreams of this like creepy glowing figure in the dark by the laundry room. I think it is her. And it was her. It was future her. Wow. Whatever was going on in the house was between my dad and me at this time. <laughs> However, I ended up finding an email from my mom that she had printed between the two of them, expressing concern for my well being because of my spiritual activity that I'd kept talking about. My teenage self felt betrayed. But soon it would spread to the rest of our family. So they knew. They knew.
1: They knew. That it was real and were nervous because of how much
0: she was experiencing. How much? Yeah. I guess so. One of our family rules was that the curfew was no longer to be enforced once you turned 17. So naturally, I stayed out until... 3 a.m. on my 17th birthday. My sister was the complete opposite of me in the sense. She much preferred to turn in early with a good book, but she also had a much shorter fuse than I. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like she needs to relax and have even more meditation. Just earn the book. That's where I
1: am in my life currently. (laughs) Alone with my book. Yes.
0: Sounds good. The easiest way to get under her skin was to turn the lights off while leaving the room that she was still in. (laughs) Because it makes her feel invisible. Probably. Why? I'm saying oh, that. Oh, I thought it, it said that. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, are we the same? <laughs> this is you. <sighs> no. <laughs> I had been subject to her wrath for doing so before, whether it was accidental or not. That night when I got home, I walked into the living room to see her standing at the window with her back to me, holding the blinds ever so slightly ajar, just staring out the window. It was not her. I felt a rush of the foreboding and immediately asked her what she was doing up so late. She replied in complete monotone. I thought I saw something. Not only was this creepy as fuck on its own, but that particular phrase is one that I would use when I got caught sneaking out at night. It was almost as if the spirit was trying to relate to me, but couldn't do it successfully. I was too scared to touch her, so I asked her more questions and tried to coax her to go to bed. She refused to answer me, so I did the only thing I could think of: I turned the lights off. (laughs) (laughs) You are too comfortable in the dark. But that's also, yeah, that's so. That to me is so much scarier because then you you can't see her. (gasps) And like shuffling, and then it's like you turn the lights back on, and she's right there in front of your face. (sighs) No, thank you. Or you just feel like wetness and just licking this your cheeks.
1: Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to say like, look up, and there's blood dripping. Oh, um, yeah, no, that's terrifying. Oh, the creepy. I mean, I think licking the cheek is maybe perhaps a bit creepier because we've never, seen that. We don't want that. No, we don't want either. <laughs> I'm gonna wake you up tonight. No.
0: I feel like was it you who used to lick people's foreheads? What? God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excuse me. I'm sorry. That is not a reputation. I want to I do
0: my name. Please. I can't remember who they would just come up to you randomly and just, and I'm like, that's so gross. I have like makeup and sweat. And, like, and the fact that you thought that that was me, <laughs> I couldn't remember. I don't remember anything. Come on. No, it was not me. It wasn't. It yeah. was not me. I thought, you know, if it was you, it was like a freshman year, sophomore year, you, you know, um,
1: I would love to say that. No, I wouldn't love to say it, but I would like to say (laughs) that that was a version of
0: me, but it definitely, but then also like the freshman, sophomore year version of me would have just found it amusing and taken it. But now in my memory, it's, it's a bad one. I'm glad it wasn't you. (laughs) not me (laughs) (laughs) gross glad we cleared that up. Okay. Okay. I turned the lights off with her standing there in the corner of the room and nothing. I was so scared. I just went straight to bed. I wish to this day that I checked her room to see if I'd find another version of her there sleeping. I'm kind of glad she didn't. I know. (laughs) When my nephew was a newborn, we were at home when we heard an enormous crash come from their room while he was sleeping. Scared for his safety, my sister raced upstairs to find him perfectly fine, but all of the drawers had been pulled out of the bureau and all of his clothes and her clothes were thrown around the room in utter chaos. Oh, paranormal activity. Seriously, Not long after, my sister took my nephew to the mall with her, and for her, a trip out to the mall was typically an all-day affair. Her husband was at her house hanging out, and shortly after she left, he heard her come through the door, place the baby carrier on the ground, and walk away. He didn't turn around, but asked why she was back so soon. He said he heard her say, in complete monotone, I think I forgot something... A few minutes later, he hears the door close and no one is there. When my sister actually returned much later, he asked what she'd come back for and why she was so weird about it. She was confused and said she had been gone the whole time. At this point, the only unaffected family member left is my mom. But oh, the house no. came for her too. been no. <laughs> hold me put his arm out. Hold, oh, they don't go sideways. You can't help us. Okay, I'll nuzzle in. We had a staircase that curved enough that you couldn't see the top of the landing, even if you were more than halfway up the staircase. At the top was the biggest bathroom in the house where everyone liked to get ready. So it was commonplace for us to just shout from the hallway up the stairs to whoever was in the bathroom before heading off to school, work, etc. One morning, as my mom got us ready for work, I did just that. I let her know that I was leaving and I went on my merry way. Not even five minutes later, she calls me as I'm driving. She asks me where I am, to which I reply that I'm driving and I'm down the street. She asks me why I did that. I Mm -hmm. say, did what? Of course. My mom says that after the last words I spoke to her, all she could hear was me hysterically laughing. (laughs) At first, she thought I actually found something funny. But then when it didn't stop, she thought I was trying to freak her out. So she came down the stairs and I wasn't there. I'm sure you can guess that I never stayed just to laugh. (laughs) I was grateful when my mom sold the house. (laughs) As sad as it was to say goodbye to your childhood home. Moving out marked the first time in years that I felt light and unburdened again. My sister had moved into an apartment with her family at this point. But there was one instance in her apartment, again, told from her partner, when she sat upright in bed, staring. He woke up to her like this and asked her what she was doing. She asked him if he saw the woman in the corner, which he did not. (laughs) She doesn't remember this, nor did she remember my happening upon her in the living room a couple years prior. But thankfully, there's been nothing similar after that. Years later, I saw an episode on the Netflix show about spirits called mimics that imitate people you trust to try to mess with you. Yep. I'd never seen or heard anything so similar to my family's own experience until then. My second story has to do with a recent trip that I took to Dungeon Rock in Lynn, Massachusetts. Have you, do you know it? Yeah, you've been through it. Because it's on the, the way. Oh, not to the rock. But you've been. <laughs> I meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got here in five seconds earlier. What do you mean? <laughs> wait have you been to the rock i meant no 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 okay no. did you know of the rock no okay i didn't okay <laughs> but i'm gonna go to the rock we could go together yeah we could it was a shoot it was on the way to marblehead last time you were here shoot <laughs> shoot fiddly shoot. winks <laughs> banana okay <laughs> fiddlesticks.
1: <laughs> leia loves smalls I feel like I've noticed her fur become softer and she has more energy. She just is a wild little cat that she's meant to be and is so much happier with Smalls.
0: All right, Dungeon Rock (laughs) in Lynn, Massachusetts. I took a trip to Dungeon Rock in Lynn, Massachusetts with my girlfriend. Not sure if you've done an episode on this already or otherwise know of it, but it's a cave set within a nature reserve that was excavated by a man in search of buried silver treasure he was guided to by a pirate ghost. Ben, was it you? <laughs> he and his son both died trying to get to it.
1: Oh, it's very um, superstition mountains. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: We walked to the cave around 4 p.m. and we're actually game to go inside, but it was locked. We would later learn that it's only open for a couple hours in the morning. So we sat down to take a break before walking back. A woman walked up to us and asked if where we were was Dungeon Rock, to which we replied yes. We pointed to the cave and recommended that she check it out, saying that it's where we had just gone. She suddenly gave us a very suspicious look, and her tone changed. She said she was claustrophobic, no longer interested, and turned around. No longer interested? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, then why'd you ask about it in the first place? You brought Mm -hmm. it up, lady. Yeah, Where My girlfriend and I both agreed that we felt a weird vibe from her, as if she thought we were trying to corner her into a bad situation, even though it seemed like she had just gone there to find Dungeon Rock. Like we had, yeah, huh? And also, it sounds like she approached them, right? <laughs> I don't. Okay, okay. I don't okay. even know. I need to know where this is going before we're I gonna can. have another email where the lady's like. I think I saw two ghosts yes. from the cape That they yeah. were trying to lure me in. They were trying to lure me. <laughs> As we were walking back, my girlfriend asked if I wanted to try to find the steel tower, which is also an attraction at the nature reserve. At this point, it was close to 5 p.m., so I told her that I was down to look for it for a bit, but I didn't want to put too much effort into it because I didn't want to be there too late. We happened upon a guy on a bike, so my girlfriend asked if the steel tower was in that direction where he was coming from. He seemed nervous, and his first reply was, probably, why is everyone so weird around you two? This was a weird answer. Then he sort of elaborated by saying it was his first time at the reserve, but he was pretty sure that he saw a steel tower. He told us that it was about 10 minutes in the direction that he had just come from. He said we would arrive at a hill and we would go either left or right. And whichever way we went, we would still end up there. I was nervous about this, but I told my girlfriend we could try. And if it didn't work out, we would just turn back. After we had been walking for more than 10 minutes, but not much more, we happened upon a couple on a much narrower path than we had been on the entire time we'd been there. The woman in this couple said that she was so happy to see young people at the reserve as she was very familiar with it and hoped that there would be more interest in it among the general population. She also said that she appreciated how unmarked the trails there were as this made everything more mysterious. Mm. My girlfriend took this opportunity to ask her where the steel tower was as we had been looking for it. At first, the woman told us that we were walking in the complete opposite direction from the steel tower and that we needed to turn around and go back where we came from. This would mean that we would be walking in the same direction as they were when we first happened upon them. As we took her advice and turned around to start walking where we were headed, the man in the couple said something I can't fully remember about how he didn't think that this was right. The woman then took a moment, changed her mind, and said that we had been heading in the right direction before we even crossed them. And we should keep going that way. My girlfriend and I were confused about how they could be confused if they were coming from that direction. (sighs) We asked them if the steel tower was in that direction where they were coming from. And the man said that they had taken a turn and we couldn't see it from where we were standing. So they weren't actually coming from that direction that they were telling us to go towards. I walked with my girlfriend for about five minutes until the couple was out of earshot and then asked her if we could just turn around and go home. She agreed with me that that couple was kind of creepy but she trusted the fact that they seemed to know the nature reserve so well. Well, They didn't. (laughs) While I most certainly did not trust them. (laughs) We made it back to our car, safe and sound, and I began Googling the history and the nature reserve and dungeon rock. And this is why I'm glad my instincts kicked in. Oh my gosh. As I said before, the man who excavated the cave in the 19th century did so because he believed that he was being guided by spirits towards a buried treasure. I already have chills. Okay, now I finally have an idea of where this is going. Okay. Here's the detail from the article I read that made my hair stand on edge. Oh, no. Ah! While digging out the cave, he would frequently and erratically change direction because the ghosts he was in communication with would tell him to do so, and he trusted them. Yet he and his son both died without ever finding what ah! they were looking for. (laughs) I'm not exactly sure what to make of this whole thing, but the fact that everyone that we came in contact with either seemed to be uncomfortable with us or made us uncomfortable made me think that it was the same deceptive energy that led the founding father and son duo to their deaths and these things still lingered there. What the heck? <sighs> anyway, sorry for the long-winded yarn spinning. No, this was this is excellent. everything we've ever wanted. <laughs> I didn't even know I wanted it until I now have it. Yes. It's been great to hear all the stories of, from the podcast that make me feel at home again. My cat and I look forward to more listening. So keep up the great work. See you on the other side, Melanie. Melanie, do you really want to feel at home again? <laughs> which home? Your old Yeah, home? which home? Which home? Um, A
1: Community or old haunted house? Hmm. Huh. I was... The whole last story, I was like, okay, well, where is this going? Was there something on them, like behind them that people were freaked out? Yeah. About? But... That makes that so everyone much was actually sense. But then, so then whatever the spirit is or whatever energy this is, it is able to keep up with the times and manipulate and become or reveal
0: like different people yeah. that are present day, like the guy biking, the woman going to look. What if it copies people that actually are in the reserve? Like that guy biking is someone who's actually biked through and it's just like completely mimics and copies exactly what they look like. That couple that's like a similar conversation that maybe that couple had had or they were walking around and they go all the time. And so the thing is there and it's listening and it's learning and it's adapting. I just got
1: nauseous.
0: Should we go? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) As as I'm getting sick of the idea of it, but yes, let's do it. This is why like, I wish I could spend, maybe I'll extend my trip another two
0: weeks so that we could just go to all these places. And it would be so fun if we just had a bunch of time to do everything we want to do. Everything we want to do. do. We should We should really do like a, in the future, like find like even one week or like two weeks where we're just like, we're going to spend like one night or like two nights in like two areas of every New England state and just pick haunted places yes. to visit. Yeah. Like, like crank, crank through so some
1: much. of our top ones. I'm, I mean... I feel like this is something we've already talked about.
0: I know. But but this is, I'm like putting Isn't more the, details the, yeah. in so that it becomes this real. is version 2. We can go to Stephen King's house in Bangor, Maine. We can go up there. I was going to ask if we're going to drive through there. Oh no. It is not. It is much more north than Portland. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I would have one day we will. One day. Okay. I have kind of a long one too. It's from
1: our listener Jessica and It is called. I'm cursing my family. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Uh I clearly had curses on my mind while I was (laughs) picking. Also, this
0: microphone is way
1: heavier than I thought.
0: Well, actually, you're you look super buff because all your muscles are like contracting. And I I am really
1: muscular. Look at it. Let
0: me feel
1: it. Oh yeah, I've
0: got muscles. Serious business. (laughs) I work out. Okay, (laughs) so do I. It's just hidden. I'm also just as buff, but there's just extra protection. Bar is also, I feel like it hits muscles that no one ever would like. The sides that, of my butt and my forearms yeah, get sore. You're
1: probably so strong in ways that no one else is.
0: I think I am. It's just, it's hidden, so. which is like the best deception, right? Because someone tries to attack me and then I'm. Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. This is from Jessica. I'm cursing my family.
1: Hello, ghostesses. I found your podcast about halfway through the pandemic and was instantly hooked. I'm still catching up and refuse to listen to episodes out of order. (laughs) I just finished episode 158 on near-death experiences and felt compelled to write in. Hearing about them and the listener stories gave me a lot of comfort, and I wanted to tell you why. To have to truly understand, I think it's best if I go in reverse chronological order. To be honest, the title was a little quick, as I'm not really cursing my family, but I am predicting their deaths. Well, I mean, that's pretty bad. Maybe a curse on you. Like, yeah. That seems like your curse to have that's to so deal scary. with that. The most recent was my uncle. Growing up, my mom had us living with my grandma because she was a single mother and my grandma had a fully paid off four bedroom family home. My mom's older brother had never moved out and was also living there. At the time of this story, I was an adult, like late twenties, living about 40 minutes away. My mom still quote unquote lived there, but she was taking care of an elderly gentleman overnight. So she spent most of her time at his place. She only went home to check on her cats and her brother, but otherwise was basically staying at the guy's house. I had been talking to her on the phone one day and asked how my uncle was doing. He didn't want to do anything for his birthday. So I hadn't seen him recently. She said she hadn't really talked to him, but he generally would call her if he needed something. Well, I decided I would have to call him after I finished talking to her, but I forgot to do it. I then kept remembering when I was busy at work. So it was like when I was in a meeting, so I couldn't really drop everything and call him then. But I would always forget. Each time I remembered, I kept thinking we needed to check in on him to make sure he was okay because he was basically lying in bed all day doing nothing, and he wasn't the type to go to the doctor when he was sick. Well, I never remembered, but I did make plans with my mom to go over and do some yard work on the house since the weather was getting cooler. I beat her there because she was running late and I thought about going in to talk to my uncle and pet the cats. But something was stopping me. It's like every time I got the thought, it came with a bad feeling. I have anxiety, so it may have been that, but instead I decided to start on something outside. When my mom showed up, we went inside together. The cats came running to greet us but we noticed that the TV in my uncle's room was not on, which is odd because it's usually blaring at high levels and all was quiet. I shouted upstairs and he didn't respond. So we went to go check on him and we sadly found him face down on the floor, dead. Oh gosh. I won't go into too many details, but let's just say it wasn't exactly recent. So basically for the weeks that I had kept thinking to check on him, he was likely sick and dying until
0: he finally passed away. Oh no. So sad. It's so sad. This reminds me of my mom had a similar feeling for like three days. She had a really strong feeling that she needed to check on her uncle. And then she called family members and said, has anyone checked on him? And he had fallen down the stairs and was dead in the basement. Oh, so sad. And
1: this is a long email, so I'm imagining there's more. Oh, so sad. When I was 20, I was still living at home, working and going to the local community college. My grandmother had been having trouble with a wound on her foot. And as a diabetic, it wasn't healing very well. Things started to turn around and we were hopeful that it would heal completely. I had lived with her most of my life and she was every bit a mother figure to me as my own mother. So I was very grateful to see the improvement. What I took for granted was the little things that she did, like sing a specific birthday song. She always sang this one song to everyone for their birthday, but I hated it because it was like a full minute long. You know that awkward feeling you get when everyone's singing happy birthday to you and you're just like sitting there like, hurry up, <laughs> I want cake. Yes, yes. Well, this song is so much longer and there wasn't even cake involved. So <laughs> I really hated it. <laughs>
0: and like, direct eye contact the whole time. Happy Happy birthday to
1: you. And she says she wouldn't talk to me until she got through the entire song. (laughs) I know this because one year I kept leaving the room mid song and she would start over again from the beginning. So instead of one minute, I probably got at least three total from all her attempts. I eventually got over it and would just sit there awkwardly through the entire song. This year though was different. I was tired from working 30 hours and doing a full course load because apparently I had no chill in my younger, in my younger years. It's okay. We're taught to work and work and work and it burns us out. I didn't really want to hear it. I was getting ready to leave for the day when I stopped at the door. I thought about going to say goodbye to my grandma because I was going to be home late and she would be in bed by the time I got home. But I also knew that I'd then have to sit through that song. I decided it wasn't worth it as I'd just be able to hear it again next year and I wasn't in the mood that day. As I was opening the door, a thought immediately crossed my mind. What if there isn't a next year? I thought, that's ridiculous. She's healing well and she's a stubborn woman. She herself had had a near-death experience when I wasn't even a year old. She felt her soul leaving her body and she saw herself being treated by doctors. Heart attack, ended up with a quadruple bypass surgery. She said, God, if there's something for me to do, don't take me yet. And just like that, she went back into her body. So to me, it made no sense that she wouldn't be around next year. Well, a few weeks later, she went to the hospital. She was saying her goodbyes to us and told me to take care. But I didn't believe for a second that she wouldn't make it out of there. But grandma was ready. She was in there for about a month and a half. And my mom spent her own birthday with her mom in the hospital. And my grandma's birthday passed with her in the hospital And about three weeks later, I woke up at like two or so in the morning wide awake, which was unusual for me because I had next, because I had work the next day. So I tried to go back to sleep. Then my mom came home and told me to get dressed and get shoes as my grandma had passed. My grandma was a wonderful woman and she ran our annual family reunion. Her niece was only nine years younger than her and helped her do it as well. This year, a cousin of hers helped her run it because grandma wasn't there to do it anymore. We made it a little memorial service and that's the last one I ever went to. The next year I was taking summer courses on top of working. So I decided to stay home. I wanted to see my grandma's niece as she was one of my favorite reasons to go. But I once again thought there would always be next year. I'm sure you know where this is going. Once again, I thought there may not be a next year. And sure enough, there wasn't a next year. I wish I could say that this was the end and that this could all be coincidence and just genetics. But there's an incident from when I was eight that makes me believe there's more to it. I was lying in bed, looking out the window, kind of just spacing out, when I saw a random cloud formation in an otherwise clear sky. I saw four white triangles, and they are arranged like the corners of a cross. So I was basically looking at a sky blue cross. I thought it was really strange, but then a thought just randomly came to me what if it's a sign? Even at eight, I thought, ha, no way. That's just wishful thinking. (laughs) Well, eight years old, I decided to think that if it were a sign, maybe someone who loves God very much will die soon. I freaked out. What kind of thought was I having? Yeah. That's a dark thought. Yeah. I was not a dark kid. So I know I didn't put that thought there. I started to think of who it could mean. And I thought of my little brother. I tried to push the thought out of my head and thought it couldn't be him because he was so young. He was only four, but it did fit. He loved going to church, playing church at home. And even though he was only four, I think he truly got what it meant to love God. Still, I thought if it really was a sign, it couldn't mean him. It must mean my grandma because she was in quotes old. Sorry, grandma. I didn't know anything at eight. (laughs) And my brother was just simply too young. I then left the room trying to put the thoughts out of my head and went on distracting myself with something else. I had forgotten about this event entirely until one summer day, my cousin was over. My grandmother was watching her as well that day. My cousin and older brother were about 12 and they couldn't be bothered to play with an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. Eventually, my cousin suggested watching a movie and asked me what I wanted to watch. I said I thought my girl would be a good summer movie. Do you remember that movie? I've never seen it. Okay. Well, I won't ruin it because I wonder if it has anything to do with it, but I watched it recently because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. What a choice, particularly on this day, because a little boy doesn't. it. Oh, I had been playing outside with my little brother and tried to get him to come inside, but he didn't want to. So I started to head inside. He played outside all the time and it was a safe neighborhood. So no big deal. As I was heading inside, I got a bad feeling about leaving him alone and totally did a slow-mo moment, like in the movies, when I turned to look around at him. I told my cousin I'd be inside in a minute and went to go talk to my brother. The neighbors across the street would let their kids just wander the whole neighborhood. And sometimes the little girl, age three, would take my brother with her and freak out our grandma. She was yelling out the window to him, so I told him that he can't go play with her and she needed to stay in our yard or come inside. He just yelled at me that he wanted to keep playing his makeup game. So I went inside frustrated. I went to my grandma who would started to cook dinner and said that he didn't want to come inside. She said it would be fine. And I was satisfied because if an adult said it would be okay, then it would be okay. So I went to go watch the movie. Just as it ended, dinner was ready and we were sent to get my brother, but we couldn't find him. He wasn't in either the front yard or backyard and we couldn't find him inside. We never even heard him come inside either. So we had no idea where he was. My cousin and I both see a commotion in the next door neighbor's backyard at the same time. And I see her running over to us. The little girl ended up coming out to play with my brother. It was a hot day and my neighbors had a pool. We're not quite sure what happened as the girl was a mess. But what I know is that he fell into the pool and she had to run across the street to get her older sister to pull him out. We have no idea how much time had passed before that or how he fell in. We suspect that he was trying to get her shoe as it was in the water when we got there, but sadly he didn't make it. As we were waiting for the MTs to try to resuscitate him, I remembered something I saw weeks ago, that cloud formation and the very vivid thoughts that were in my mind. The day of his funeral, my grandma says that she saw him standing in the middle of a group circle we had made while we were singing. For years after, I thought I would hear him laughing in the living room, and I'd run to see if he was there, but he wasn't. It could have been kids outside, but I swear it sounded like him, and it was inside. After my grandma died, the laughter stopped. My mom's friend says that she can see angels, and when my grandma was in the hospital, she says she saw my brother in the room often and thought he was there to take her home. I think it was the other way around, though. I also totally expected to have something happen in the house after my uncle passed, but nothing. I think my grandma must have taken him too. Hearing these near-death experiences and how peaceful it can be in the afterlife gives me hope that they all are happy together and that I'll be able to see them again. Side note, my grandma died three weeks after her birthday. My uncle was found roughly three weeks after his and my brother died two weeks before he turned five it's a bit weird to me for it to be a coincidence. As a kid, I always wanted to be magic and something like being able to predict the future would have been up there in the list of things I'd want to be able to do. Well, if it only allows me to predict death, no thank you. I've attached some pet tax to make up for it. My cat's name is Akuma, which basically means demon in Japanese. (laughs) He (laughs) sure lives up to his name. I love him though. The hedgehog is Mitsu, which means third in Japanese because she's my boyfriend's third hedgehog. Thanks so much for the podcast and keeping us entertained. You are awesome and see you on the other side, Jess. Should we show it to everyone? Yeah.
0: Jess. So sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's so much death in the family. And, like, yeah, how can you know what, like,
1: one, well, okay, there's so many thoughts. What What is that formation in the sky? Were they, is that like aliens?
0: It was mm-hmm. like four objects. It wasn't clouds. I wonder how many people, maybe that was the number of angels that were going to receive him. You know, he was the one there mm-hmm. to welcome his grandma, but maybe there were four people waiting for him. Interesting. It's just so sad. I know. It's horribly
1: sad. And it's also like, you know, like your mom's experience too, where she just had a feeling. Yeah. But, you know, I, there've been times where I've had feelings about people and I was totally wrong. And, you know, it's good to reach out, but after it being wrong a couple of times, you're like, well, you know, it's fine. It's nothing. It was nothing last time. It's not going to be anything this time.
0: Well, it's hard to, to predict like when that feeling is, because you might feel it right now and then you don't realize that, what you saw sort of like the first story where it was like the baby and the pregnant version of of the woman that she saw was not when she thought she was seeing it right but but later later yeah it's like i don't know how it works it's such a heavy burden to have that as a spiritual gift and it also
1: sounds like those thoughts are not jesses like the way that Jess was explaining when her uncle, she kept having thoughts of her uncle. She was like, "Oh, I have." She had the thought to call him, but then and she kept forgetting. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like there was a different energy coming right. into her mind. Something put that to there,
0: like implant yeah, plant it. But it, yeah, it doesn't stay there. It doesn't grow. Yeah, within her, it's just placed there. Oh, Jess, so sorry. So sorry. Oh man.
1: I feel like I really brought us down here. <laughs> I guess on the positive, um, Ben is here. Is here. have pizza and <laughs> it's on the way It's on the way. And all ghost stories are still great. Yes. Ghost stories. So please so. email them to us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and what else look out for live shows. They're probably over by now. Um,
0: but future ones. But hey, future ones. Yeah. So if you want to be the first in the know for uh, live shows, follow us on all of our social media. Um, we also on our website, twogirlsoneghost.com, there is a area to subscribe. So when we have big news coming, we'll let you know that way. We promise we won't spam you. We don't we, have enough to share with you. I we <laughs> sent one email in one year so. Yeah. And um also, Patreon, Join us. especially for live shows. You, if you are an ill-gotten booty poppers and up, you get first access to tickets for live shows. Yeah. What else? YouTube, iTunes. All the things. I just burped. Sorry. So, <laughs> Tina Burp, shout out to Christina, our editor. Thank you for editing. <laughs> and thank you to all of you. We
1: love you. And we will. Do I look at you or do I look at them? Let's look at them.
0: See you on the other side. Should we give Sven a little kiss? Goodbye. Buzzfeed. Very smooth.